0: Wait, uh, what part are we going to do the fantasy lineup? Oh, we can do that after we predict the playoff bracket. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, fix it. Fix it. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Mac and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Mac Rommel. And Welcome to the playoffs, everyone. NFL Playoffs Wild Card Week is here. So is my Van Ginkle jersey. I've been talking about it for weeks now on the podcast. I had to buy one. Unfortunately, the Dolphins didn't make the playoffs. We'll get into that in a bit, Uh, but I still got to show my boy some love. So I got the jersey. Hopefully, they'll be in the playoffs next year, but I'm going to be repping it strong uh, throughout the year. But today, uh, we are going to do a few things today. First, we are going to start by each uh, doing a playoff bracket. We're going to fill out our own playoff bracket. Then we're going to build Mac's lineup again for the week, like we have been, and then we're just going to go through some storylines for the NFL, and we're going to end it uh, with some college football championship talk. So, Mac, you ready to get this uh, get the show on the road? I'm ready. Right, let's get right into it. Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to start uh, with my playoff bracket first, and we have blank uh, things here, so we're going to be marking it up ourselves. So we've not really uh, we've tested this, but we haven't really unprofessional on it so i'm gonna start here i'll start with baltimore and tennessee i'm gonna pick the baltimore ravens to win this one i'm just gonna circle for now just because seating i'll fill it in after but i'm gonna take the baltimore ravens i just think they're a better team than the titans uh we're gonna get into specifics uh when we actually you know go over it but uh to me uh i know it's in tennessee but the ravens right now look hot the run game's going strong uh obviously the titans can stop the run uh, Braeman's gonna be in a rough spot, but I think Baltimore will pull this one out. Uh, going next to Pittsburgh versus Cleveland, I'm gonna take the underdogs here. Gotta give them some love uh, to the Cleveland roots, as I like to say. I'm gonna give the Browns uh, a victory against Pittsburgh Steelers. You've heard Juju now talking trash. I feel like that's just gonna fuel them. You know, it's kind of a cool story. I feel like I'm I'm almost rooting for the story here with the Browns. With you know, they have a bunch of COVID. They have, they're having their first practice today. Uh, we're filming this on Friday uh at three three o'clock they're practicing an hour and a half for the first time all week and uh, their first playoff game in 18 years so that's wild uh but i'm going to take the browns just for fun here uh give them a little up and then buffalo indianapolis uh i think everyone knows where this is going if you've been watching and i think mac will be doing the same we're going to take the buffalo bills so we'll do a little write-in here uh for the team so we're going to have the bills versus the baltimore ravens apologies for the handwriting we are uh working on the mac right now and i'm not a pro at this oh that's not great and then oh that's yep okay we're you know that's an l and then e got it um all right on the flip side here before i go through the afc tampa bay washington i'm going tampa bay i'm a big big fan of tampa bay little hint there but i think tampa's gonna go far here another little hint and I think they're just a better team. Their offense is finally rolling. I don't think they need Mike Evans to win this game. Washington's defense is underrated, but in terms of their offense, I just don't think the Washington offense is going to be able to get it going enough. Uh, Tampa Bay's D's underrated unit. They've played pretty well at times in the year, so we'll see what happens there, but I'm going to take the Bucks there. Seattle Rams, uh, to me, Seattle's going to win this game. Uh, I mean, Rams, great defense, but uh, they lost to the Jets, so I can't tell you that they're going to win a playoff game. Jared Goff, I think he should be playing. I'm not too sure, but He'll be kind of injured still, so not going to go with the Rams there. And then NOLA, Chicago, this is a, a pretty easy decision here. New Orleans should have a, a fun time with the Bears and Mitch there. So uh, picking all the favorites except for, I guess, Washington. But uh, so that is going to oh, – okay, we're moving that. S E A, and then we're going to go. That's a good T right there. There you go. There we go. This side's a bit of a mess, but all right. Well, that is going to be my wild card round predictions. I'll talk more about them later, obviously. But now going deep into the playoff bracket, I'm going to start Kansas City, Cleveland. As much as I'd love to say that Cleveland's going to win this game, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be victorious. Chiefs just right now are—they're uh, going to have you know two weeks rested, Mahomes, two weeks rested, Kelsey, two weeks rested, Tyreek. I mean, these guys are going to be ready to go with whoever they play. I think they're going to be advancing no matter who they play, even if it's Baltimore, even if it's. Pittsburgh, I guess they can't play Pittsburgh, but, um, you know, whoever it is, if it's the Titans, the Ravens, the, Bills, or the Browns, or the Colts somehow, I, I don't see that happening. Baltimore-Buffalo, it's going to be a good game. I'm going to give the edge to Buffalo. Um, I like what they're doing. I like Josh Allen. Uh, Cole Beasley somehow made the all-pro second team. Uh, not sure how that happened. He really, you know, he had an all-right year. I don't know why I can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do I have to mark up again. Well, I guess there's there we a go. Buff, there we go. Uh, yeah, but Josh Allen, those boys have been uh, those boys have been cruising so far. So I'm gonna pick the Bills here. Uh, the defense is solid. Ravens, I just feel like might struggle offensively. We need to keep up with the Bills and you know Buffalo. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't think these two teams have played yet. I Could be mistaken, but I don't believe they have. Let's start down here. I'm gonna pick New Orleans to beat Seattle, uh, starting in the NFC for the divisional round. Uh, I think. Seattle's you know, a team that's solid, but they've just shown to be you know, so weak at times. Their defense uh, is not the best, and I think New Orleans is going to expose that. And their offense, too, has also struggled. The Saints' defense is nothing to joke around with. So I'm going to give this one to New Orleans. But up top here is uh, is the surprise. I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here to win against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they beat them, obviously, earlier this year. I think it's going to be a much, much closer game. But I feel like, dude, I've seen something in the Bucs these past few weeks. I know they've been against the Lions and the Falcons. But I've just seen something, and I've just bought into it for some reason. I'm riding Tampa Bay right now. I got them beating the Packers. Packers, to me, are a good team, but their defense can be exposed. I don't think their defense is anything crazy, crazy good. And the Bucs already have beaten this team by a lot. So to me, Tampa Bay, I'm going to pick them here. Now for my Super Bowl teams in the AFC. uh, It's going to be hard to pick against the Chiefs, like I've said. That is terrible. We're actually going to uh, delete that one. Oh, oh, that might just be as bad. Okay. Uh, That was not great either. You know what? We're going with with this one. There we go. KC. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Chiefs here. Uh, Buffalo is a good team, but they're not the Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, offensively are unstoppable. Defensively is a very underrated team. So I think it's going to be a good game, but uh, give me KC there. And then I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I'm going to throw them in the Super Bowl. As crazy as that might sound, uh, part of the reason I'm doing this is because uh, it's bold for a, a, a challenge I'm doing. So I'm rolling with the same bracket. But Tampa Bay New Orleans have played twice. Obviously, New Orleans has won both times. I'm going to give it the third matchup. I'm going to say Brady can sneak a close one in. I feel like you know it would be in New Orleans, but fans aren't going to be there, so that's not going to be a problem. And the Bucks, you know, I think they're they've they've definitely. Um, They've changed the way they played that f- since that second New Orleans game. Antonio Brown is now heavily in the offense. He had a huge week last week. That first week, I believe, was his first game, maybe as a as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, or one of the first. So, um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I think the Buccaneers are going to find their way somehow to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady too in the playoffs. I don't know why, but we're going to roll with that. But my champion with a score. I'm going to give the Bucks twenty two points here. And I'm going to give the Chiefs 32. Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the Super Bowl champions. That's what I got. I think Casey is still the team to be in the AFC. Um, and I just am going to – I can't pick against this team when, you know, they've just dominated everyone. The only team they've really struggled with was the Raiders. Obviously, they lost week 17, but uh, they really had no players playing, so that doesn't mean anything. I think the Chiefs are gonna repeat. I think Pat Mahomes is gonna look great in the playoffs. And yeah, that is what I got for my playoff bracket. So, Mac, why don't you take us three years now?
1: All right, let's do it. Bring this up, make sure we got the writing on. All right, let's make sure. Okay, we'll just leave that there. But first game, Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens. This game is highly anticipated. A run game. This is gonna be a run game, and really, I think whoever could run the ball more and more effectively is going to come out on top. And right now you cannot pick against Tennessee. That was a terrible circle, but we can move. I'll make it a little bit better. Tennessee right now, you have Derrick Henry rushed for over 2000 yards. And I just saw stat; he ran for the most yards. I believe it's like 2,650 or something like that. And that's the most over any 20 game period in NFL history. He's unstoppable. Of course, Baltimore, we all know you said it, they've been hot lately. They've been picking things up from what looked to be a bad start to the season, and they're picking it up and they're rolling. And this is a team that once they're rolling, they normally continue to do well. But the Baltimore Ravens, they're gonna have to face Derrick Henry, and really, who's been able to stop him? That's all I'm going to say. We'll get more more into it later. Derrick Henry is going to carry them through this game. Baltimore is going to have a lot of trouble stopping him. But it is going to be a low and close scoring game for this one. Next game in the AFC, that's Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Griffin, I know you're that big Cleveland guy, and I am too right now. Everyone hates the Pittsburgh Steelers. Still going to say, keep saying it, worst 11-0 team in history. Now we're going to have to hit a Corvette Corvette on TikTok after this one, by the Cleveland Browns Pittsburgh last week, they almost came back. They were playing well against the Cleveland Browns. It's kind of interesting. They're playing back to back weeks. We're going to see how that affects uh, affects the game plan for both of these teams, but Baker Mayfield, I'm looking for him to step up this game. You're going against a really good secondary once again. And then of course, the run game, that's where it all starts. Nick Chubb, uh, Kareem Hunt, and but you do have all the COVID problems. But, of course, those two are your main keys to success. For Pittsburgh, however, however you don't have that run game. I'm not sure how that passing game will look. It's kind of that inconsistent thing where Big Ben will throw for 55 times and put up numbers that look great. But that's only because he passed the ball a lot. And uh, those are games where they normally don't do well because they don't establish the run. So I'm expecting something similar here. Cleveland will get the win. And, uh, yeah, Cleveland will be advancing to the divisional round. But next, of course, I have to agree with you. It's Buffalo and Indianapolis I got to go Buffalo it's easy here I mean Kansas City and Buffalo are the two best teams in the AFC you got to say that right out right but I think Indianapolis will keep up you got Darius Leonard who made that first team all pro they deserve it over Roquan Smith I'm not sure about that but you still got a stud player your offense has picked things up they've proven us wrong uh for the majority of the past few weeks and they've picked things up Buffalo I mean, they've been Buffalo all season, playing great. You got Stefan Diggs leading the league in catches and yardage. He's playing great. Expect a big game from him and Josh Allen. So, Buffalo, they're going to advance to the divisional round. Now, for the NFC, I'm going to start off with the Washington football team and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We all know Tampa Bay, you like them. I, of course, hate them. If you've been watching any episode from this year, you know I hate the Buccaneers. But – There's one stat I want everyone to remember, and that's the two seven and nine teams that have made the playoffs have won the first game. And I'm expecting the same thing here. That 2014 or something like that. Uh Carolina Panthers team coached by Ron Rivera, the football team's head coach. They won a playoff game, same record, and the football team, they're going to come out on top, baby. Tampa Bay. They're going to have some struggles on this game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, a lot of mistakes on both sides of the ball, but I think Washington's front seven and their pass pass rush is really what's going to do it for them. If you're able to make Tom Brady uncomfortable in the pocket and make him have to try and move around and things like that, make him a little bit uncomfortable, he's going to struggle. And I think Washington's front seven is the exact team and front seven to be able to do that. But if they do struggle in that area, Tampa Bay would pretty easily win this one, but – the football team's D line. The front seven has been consistent all year round. I'm not expecting anything less of them. So I'm going to go Washington for this game right here. Now, another a division game, not another division game. And this is not a divisional game. I just messed up my word in there. But this is the Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams. As you said, the Rams lost to the Jets. You can't be confident in them in any game after that. Your team is easily much better, much better. More talent and has a lot more talent than the Jets. And you lose them, you find a way that's on the coaching staff. And that's the main part of the Rams team that we thought was solid. That's the key that was consistent in the past three years, no matter injuries or talent. The coaching staff is the core of that. And for some of these games this year, scheme and the game plan just hasn't been there. So there's no real way you could trust the Rams right now. In Seattle, they started off hot. They were a little bit iffy in the middle, and they came back, and they've been playing well ever since. This game, DK Metcalf, we'll probably get into that later, but against GM Ramsey, you're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to see some other receivers like David Morgan have to emerge to come in this game. But it's not going to be an easy one, but Seattle will come out on top. And last game in the wild card round, and this is New Orleans at – excuse me, Chicago at New Orleans. Messing up my wording again. This one's easy chalk for me. It's New Orleans. You got Drew Brees. This is last year. You best believe he's going to try and win a Super Bowl in his last uh, season with the Saints. Chicago – You can't trust any team with Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback. There's no (laughs) way. The only thing they have going for them is that defense. If They're able to slow down Alvin Kamara uh, and some of those receivers. They could have a a chance, but they're really going to have to start forcing some turnovers if they want any shot at winning this game. Now for my wild card predictions. We'll start off in the AFC. Uh, Let me figure out how we do this. Okay, yeah. So Cleveland, they are at Kansas City. Let me fill this. Okay, that is absolutely terrible. That's –
0: that's worse than mine. <laughs> that, is that is
1: something else. All right, yeah. that's, that's I don't know what that is, but that's Cleveland. That's Cleveland, and we got will put a uh, Buffalo. That's even even worse, but uh, Sheesh. Tennessee. All right, so we'll start there we off. Go. With, there Tennessee's we go. looking good, but we'll start off up top. Kansas City, Cleveland. This one's easy. Everyone's gonna pick Kansas City. That passing yeah. game they have going on. Their offense is hitting on all cylinders. And as you said, they've been on a two-week break. Most of their starters, Chavez, Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, are going to come out red hot, rested, feeling well, no sores, no pain. They're going to be ready to go and win this game. And that's two extra weeks of film time that they have to study for this game or any game or any opponent that they were going to be playing. But Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to be ready for this game. They're going to come out on top. I wouldn't be surprised if it's over a 10-point win for them and how hot they are. But... Uh Yeah, so that's my, they're going to, they're going to the AFC championship game for me. And now Buffalo at Tennessee. I'm a Tennessee lover. I want to pick them so bad, but Buffalo has to win this game. They're too hot, as I said. you got to love Stephon Diggs against especially this depleted Tennessee Titans defense, Buffalo. They're trying to take advantage of the run game. Really, Tennessee defense is going to struggle a lot in this game. It's going to have to be Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, all trying to keep up with Buffalo. And if they're going to want to have a shot at winning this game, one or two stops are going to be necessary to win this game. Not sure if it could happen, but. And it's probably not gonna happen, but that's what you have to see from Tennessee to win this game. Buffalo's gonna hit on all cylinders and uh go to the AFC championship. But now we got Washington and they are going to play Green Bay. We're just gonna oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's uh as best as you're gonna get from me. <laughs> and then Seattle will be playing oh my gosh, again. Oh boy. Play- <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> All right, that's Seattle. We'll just leave it. And then they're playing in New Orleans. I don't know why this thing has, like, it's auto-correct for writing, but okay, we'll just go with it. And we'll start off Green Bay, Washington. Washington, they got their one win. They had their moment of glory. They're not winning. I don't even need to give a reason for it, but Green Bay is going to win this game pretty easily. And Seattle, New Orleans, I can't pick against New Orleans right now. This is the team two beat in the NFC, I think actually, I'm not going to, yeah, you know what, you're going to see in a second, New Orleans is the team, (laughs) they're going to win, Seattle, they've had their struggles, and this is a team they're definitely going to struggle against, especially defensively, Uh, New Orleans is a very high-powered offense, Seattle is going to have to stop in the pass game and run game, which is something they haven't been able to do all year, but Seattle could have a shot at uh, keeping up New Orleans in this game offensively, just going to have to take advantage of um, some of those matchups on the outside, but it's going to be a struggle for the Seattle Seahawks to win this game. New Orleans is going to come out on top, and uh, they're going to be playing for a shot at the Super Bowl. Now, AFC Championship predictions. This is for the Super Bowl. And once again, easy. Kansas City, as you said, maybe I could write it a little – yeah, that's not happening. A little bit better than you this time. Oh, that's okay. Maybe it auto-corrected for me. Solid. Well, there we go. Kansas City, they're a better team, just high-powered offense. Their defense, as you said, underrated. Their scheme is just perfect for everything going on, all the players they have. It's going to be impossible to beat, but Buffalo, in the next few years, they could become the team to beat in the AFC once uh, Kansas City and their uh, cap problems after all those big contracts. Um, yeah. play, But now NFC playing for the Super Bowl, and as I said before, New Orleans is – how did that even autocorrect to an arrow? New Orleans is the team two beats. This is going to be a great game, high-scoring game, and Alvin Kamara is going to be the key factor in this game, especially any running back versus Green Bay is going to be the key factor. Green Bay is going to have to keep up. They have corners, so you may be able to shut down Michael Thomas and some players on the outside, but this game is really going to be run uh, be won through checkdowns for New Orleans. Green Bay is going to have to keep up offensively, which I think they could do, but New Orleans is just going to be able to get a stop or two that will make the difference in this game. Now, the great Super Bowl matchup. And this one, as I said, New Orleans, I love them right now. So I'm going to give them a score of whatever that is 31, <laughs> 230. They're going to be Kansas City. I think this wow. is all fans kind of want to see oh, this. Everyone loves Drew Brees. You want to see him win a Super Bowl in his last season. And I think that would be a great story for him. But overall, I think the Saints right now. Just have a little bit of an edge over them on defense, and that'll kind of be the key to this game. As you see. I gave uh, excuse me, Kansas City thirty points. So obviously that's three touchdowns, three field goals. So the New Orleans thirty-one, four touchdowns, one field goal. They're gonna be able to stop the Kansas City Chiefs holding the field goals, and that's what they're gonna need. Any team beating the Kansas City Chiefs, you're not gonna hold them to nothing. You're gonna to have to hold them to field goals. And I think New Orleans and their secondary with Malcolm Jenkins. Marcus Williams, um, I don't know, Marshawn Lattimore. They're going to be able to slow down Tyreek Hill by doubling him. Uh, Travis Kelsey, one of them are going to be single-covered, obviously. But New Orleans, I think they're a team that will be able to stop him a few times, keep him to field goals. But uh, Kansas City's defense, I'm not sure how you're going to be able to defend Alvin Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas right now. You don't have really any stars Outside, aside from Lajarius Sneed, who's becoming a playmaker, but he's a rookie. And once he gets to the playoffs, that's gonna be something you really are gonna have to pay attention to if he keep and keep playing consistent at that level. But he could really struggle versus Michael Thomas. I mean, he does have no touchdowns on the season, but Michael Thomas last year, most catches NFL history, so he can never doubt him. New Orleans are your Super Bowl champions. I don't know why that corrected to an arrow again, but uh we'll go with that. New Orleans get the win, and uh there's Drew Bree's career ending off with a Super Bowl
0: win. So Max got uh, the AFC is honestly very similar for us. You the only difference we have is that you have the 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 Titans over the Ravens, but the NFC, I got the Bucks in the Super Bowl and you got the Saints and you got the Saints win. I've got the Chiefs. So uh, honestly, fairly different brackets um, for the both of us, but we'll see what happens. We'll maybe uh maybe we'll figure out some point system or something. We'll we'll just see who's more accurate. I mean, it will really come down to the NFC team, but. Uh, Yeah, so that does it for our playoff bracket. Um, We'll check in with that maybe towards the end of the playoffs, see how we did. But uh, I think now we will, uh, we'll do your lineup. So if you want to pull that up, uh, we can build your, uh, your fantasy lineup for the week, even though it's a little different, you said, right? Yep, a bit
1: different as you see. Three games uh, only tomorrow's games it's only saturday's games so this is a bit different i'm not sure if they're going to update this after tomorrow we're going to pick sunday's games or not but uh right now it's just saturday's game so if we're going to have some slim pickings here and uh this money could go out pretty fast we're maybe if to-
0: uh if sunday's games come out maybe we'll do uh we could hit ota clips for that or something like that we'll see that on ota
1: clips Go check that out on YouTube, OTA Clips. We got uh, Griffin put out two episodes on there, two uh, more brief episodes. So if you're looking for some of little summarization of some bigger storylines and things like that, that's where you're going to want to go check it out, OTA Clips on YouTube. Please go subscribe, like, and comment on those videos and let us know anything you guys want to see over there as well. But, um, yeah, so our lineup, this is uh, very slim pickings for tomorrow. Uh,
0: Jeez. This is <laughs> wild. This is Weird. wild. Weird. So, Jonathan Taylor is six Wow, this is – There's Buffalo too, so that probably, I avoid him. Sheesh, this is weird. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, a guy who I'm low-key liking, J.D. McKissick, I don't know how he's been doing the past few weeks, but I know he's been doing well, I think. Yeah, 20. Oh, no, he, yeah, because that was good. All right, so we want to stay away from McKissick. I mean, Jonathan Taylor for 36 is – You know he's gonna have a good game. I kind of like Cam Akers against Seattle. Yeah, that was my. I think that might be. Yeah, put him in. Plug him in. Um,
1: Wait, is Antonio Gibson? Is
0: he gonna play? Listed question. He should be active. Yeah, he played last week. Yeah, I think we put him. That might be our our number two right there. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. Probably the best two options. One of the cheapest options, too, that you could put in. But
0: cheap. The, the hmm. one is definitely a little bit broader. You got some studs out here. I kind of like Antonio Brown after last week. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, versus Washington. Put up some good I mean, stuff. He really went off. He's been playing well.
1: Yeah, last week he got that little
0: paycheck from, from getting those long catches. He did.
1: That's AB for uh, getting a, that little or big paycheck, as most people would want to say, instead of a little. But, uh, yeah, I think like AB in there. I think that probably is going to be a, a momentum shifter for him and the team, putting up great stats last week. That's definitely going to change the eyes and change the scheme a little bit, try and focus, keep more focus on him in the game plan. So that's pretty solid. I mean,
0: I like Diggs here, but we could also look at like a second team all Proer in Cole Beasley, too. Cole Beasley. Honestly. Out. Oh, he's out. Wow. So he's questionable.
1: That's weird. So he was out last week. And okay. It's his...
0: Do we avoid hmm. him? Yeah, probably. Just because. I mean, or do we, we want to take a big Diggs? money? I mean, maybe we go, maybe Diggs is our big, big play. You think you want to put him in? Yeah, I think we might have to. All
1: right, Diggs. We've got 20
0: average for the rest. We still have defense to pick. But defense – what's defense this week? Let's see defense. Oh, my. 13. Oh, wow. I, I like that. Yes, yeah, I same. love that. That's probably the best one to pick on the <laughs> – yeah, cheapest, too. All yeah. Right. Um, maybe tight end just to – because I don't know what tight ends are this week. Okay, oh. they're not that bad. Um, oh, who could we go? I mean – The Hollister – What's he been doing? He seems like a good cheap... Oh, yeah, no. I don't know. What about Dawson Knox? I feel like Dawson Knox is always solid. Has he been doing okay here? I don't know. Yeah. Gerald, Ever... what's, what's Higby and Everett? Which one is?
1: Mm, definitely not
0: Everett. No. It was Higby. Oh, there we go. Sure. The Logan one. Thomas might have to be the pick.
1: I agree. That's at that twenty two average you're sitting on and he's
0: yeah.
1: He's definitely gotta be the thing
0: We have to. You wanna get quarterback out the way as well? Yeah, I think we have to. Um Who's it oh my is golf not playing? Is golf out? Uh Ooh. I thought I saw he was gonna play. I don't know why. I mean I'm sure he's gonna, but like who knows how who play. else do we get? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Fill I mean, Philip for 22. We might have to do that. Yeah, just for money purposes. I'm spending Even though it's dog. against our our defense. But then I guess if he does well, then at least it offsets. Yeah. The All right, so we got two players left. I mean, if we do do like a Beasley, and then if you just swap – if Beasley doesn't play, maybe we just throw in – oh, but we have digs now, so we can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> And we you, need to pick two guys that add to forty-five. You trust
1: Robert Woods or Cooper Cup if it's uh, a a hurt golf or not even golf? I don't know about that
0: too. I mean, we might Cooper Cup for nineteen. I don't hate. You should wait. or we could even go like Josh Reynolds for thirteen and yeah. or something weird. Cheaper. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> What's um even more for eleven? Mm. Yeah. Nah.
1: Yeah, definitely uh, down there is gonna be worth it.
0: Huh. Like like Cooper Cup. What's Cooper
1: Cup done? Ten last week. That's actually not that bad. Yeah. If we spent 10... Oh, wait, no, excuse me.
0: So 19, Cooper- and then we could do like a we could do like a scary Terry or a Chris Godwin.
1: Yeah, so you get one one of these guys.
0: So, maybe do cop so of- uh, Unless we want to – what's T.Y. been doing? Yeah, that's probably – Let's check yeah. T.Y. real quick. I just want to see. Where's his name? Oh, well, he's been mm-hmm. a lot better for 17. Do each one – tra- I mean, that's like Trey White, though. Oh, yeah. Trey White, T.Y. Hilton. I mean, what's the difference in players from 26 to 28? We should probably check that out, see if it's even worth it. So you got a DK. Ah, but I don't even know if we want that against Ramsey. Yeah. Godwin,
1: McLaurin. I think it's probably best for Godwin. Godwin or McLaurin at this point.
0: Yeah. If we go McLaurin, is there like a 15 defense that we could pick? I'm just curious. Football. Washington. Okay. And I don't think that'll be as good. Wait, and then. Yeah. Could we bump up any of these positions? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, we have the best receiver, best tight end. Yeah. If you got lock in instead of cop, maybe we do that.
1: Yeah. He'd probably get more. Oh, yeah. 27 last week. He'd definitely get more looks than DK on Ramsey, too.
0: Yeah, you want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. So we'll put lock. All right. So put in Lockett and then put in Terry McLaurin. All right. Okay, so let's read it off before we send it in. We have three Washington offense. That might be an issue, though. Oh, oh boy. Let's see. Oh. Um, all right, so right now it stands Philip Rivers, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, Antonio Brown, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Lockett, Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, and Bills D. Um, yeah, I guess we have to do that. The only thing I don't like is the three three Washington people, but I guess we have to just ride them.
1: Yeah, honestly, these are Antonio Gibson. i will probably get a few looks in the red zone. Terry McLaurin, he's consistent, Logan Thomas. I mean, do I we like want to do like a Robert Woods instead of a McCormick, maybe?
0: I don't know. I'm just trying to think right now. What's like Robert Woods? When just to get some diversity in there. Oh eh. yeah, what's well, McLaurin? Oh the whole... Oh there we go. Yeah, he's more consistent. All right, we'll keep it. We'll hope mm-hmm. they all go off, I guess. But yeah, yep. right. that's a that's an interesting one. But if there is one for uh, Sunday that comes out, uh, we will film it. It might just be Mac. it might just I might be on there. It might be someone else who knows. Um, but you know if one comes out, we'll, we'll definitely post that uh, for OTA clips. So like Mac said before, make sure to subscribe. We've got two videos out there already. Uh, we're going to be trying to post multiple times a week at least on there. So uh, stay tuned. yeah. it's a great place if you just want you know just breaking news, not to sit through the, the whole hour long pod. If anyone is sitting through this, we really appreciate it obviously, but uh, OTA clips, different style of content uh honestly just as fun maybe even more fun so we'll see what happens but uh these pods aren't going away anytime soon we can tell you that so that will take us uh to talking about football itself which i guess i forgot to pull up i thought i had it pulled up so let me pull that up real quick uh and then we will get on the road with that so we got this boom 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 all right okay So, uh, real quick, we will, I guess, touch on a few of these games from last week. Uh, Obviously, uh, the whole Eagles-Nate Sudfeld situation, uh, we already have covered that on OTA Clips. uh, So, if you're interested in that, go check it out. We had perspectives on there from an Eagles fan, a Giants fan, and a football team fan. So, that was really interesting to see. Uh, Mac was not featured on that one, but uh, still a very good discussion. But I have to bring it up, Mac, uh, just because – actually, we'll talk – about the man that I'm wearing the jersey of first before we go to your Dallas Cowboys, the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills. And, you know, we talked last week on the podcast about if Tua is a bust right now. This game for me kind of affirmed that. I mean, I don't, you know, I think he's been a, I think it's more a disappointment than a bust probably, but I just don't think he's living up to expectations. I mean, he just looked bad. Like, I mean, he's thrown, he threw the ball 58 times. So that's kind of where you're getting these yards from, but a lot of turnovers, the ball just was not moving. I mean, they scored. they got outscored a ton. I mean, the defense was terrible, except for my boy Van Ginkle. Van Ginkle, five tackles, a sack, had some deflections. Oh. We rep. We rep. There it is. But uh I mean, Miami, really rough game. Devontae Parker played good, but Miles Gaskin, I don't know what happened with him. He was not a factor really in the run game. And Buffalo, really good impress, really good performance. They proved they can they can run the ball, they can pass the ball. They you know, they can do anything. So uh, Isaiah McKinney had a, a really, really good game. He might even have a punt return. He did. So he had three total touchdowns. Big game from him. Bad game from the Dolphins. Uh, Mac, what were your thoughts on this? And, uh, I mean, going back to the discussion last week, has, has your opinion of Tua changed a little bit? Are you a little less confident of him after this? Yeah, as you said, I think
1: the way you put it is the best way. It's it's more of a disappointment than a bust. He's not terrible, but he's nowhere near what you would expect out of a top five pick. Tua, right now, he seems more of a developmental guy. Maybe in a few years he'll become good. He's never going to be great right now is what it seems like. That could obviously change. But right now it just doesn't seem that way. And this game overall, Dolphins, it was a terrible performance. Like defensively and special teams is really what's been special about this team. They've been consistent. They're doing it and hitting out every part of their team. And this game, they were unable to do that. At all, Buffalo dropped fifty-six. They uh, scored, as you said, the punt return, and Dolphins really just kind of collapsed from the start. They gave Buffalo a big leaded start. You are you became unable to establish the run because of that. You had to pass the ball with Tua, and as we said, think of him more as a disappointment than a than a bust. And then you take out the run game. That's exactly why Miles Gaskin didn't have a really big role in this offense. Salvan Ahmed. I I don't know why I couldn't pronounce that for a second, but. He, six, he had six carries. They only had what? Is that 12? They only had 20 total carries in this game. That's not going to cut it. And 20 carries, you got six come from your quarterback on scramble drills. That is not how you're going to win a game. You have to establish the run from the start, and they were unable to do that, unable to get their defense to get a single stop, it felt like. And their special team struggled completely for this entire game. Bad game by the Dolphins. And a great game by the Bills. That's what you want to see from Bills, who are going to try and make a playoff push
0: yeah i mean i don't really have too too much more to say on that uh dolphins they got to upgrade their weapons i think that's the key you've heard marvin jones is interested that could be a nice pairing although you know marvin jones i'm not too too sold on him as a as a you know really i don't know if he would fix this you know they got Devonte, but i feel like they need a true number one you know maybe with that uh what is it third pick do they have the third pick now? or yeah third Ew, yeah third pick i mean that's really looking at like probably a uh, Pinalis, Shul, that's not right but we'll go with it or like maybe you go Jamar Chase or, or Devonta Smith I mean that would be special I think I think maybe maybe Reunite too I guess he, yeah you play with Devonta Smith yeah a little bit
1: yep, yep that one-year uh,
0: uh, uh, championship
1: game touchdown to Devonta Smith I saw that on uh, on Instagram before so they got the little connection going something they could yeah. that the, probably the Dolphins probably looking
0: into yeah for sure all right, we got to do it. We got to talk about the Dallas Cowboys here. 23-19, they come up short uh, to the New York Giants. Um, yeah, this is not their best showing, obviously. The offense kind of reverted back to the ways it's been going. Zeke did not look good, 14 for 42. Andy Dolan with an all-right performance. He was he was injured, though. Uh, he was, like, bleeding all over the place with his hand, I believe. Mac, what were your thoughts on this one?
1: I mean, just bad for bad performance all around by the Dallas Cowboys. There's only one player who kind of did some good things. That's the safety, Donovan Wilson. The young player has a lot of uh, a lot of bright spots for the future. is going to be a key part of that defense. But overall, poor game by the Dallas Cowboys. Not what you would expect coming off that little hot streak that they had offensively and defensively. But over, um, there's really not much to say about this offense. This team really, it's just a. Same thing that they've been doing all season. They give the fans hope, as they do every year, and then they collapse at the end. Even a Mike McCarthy team without Jason Garrett collapses. But you do have to remember, Giants have Jason Garrett, and they did well at keeping the Cowboys out of the playoffs once again. So Jason Garrett is very good at keeping the Cowboys out of the playoffs. But Giants, they played great. They played how they had to play to win this game. Daniel Jones played pretty well. He had that one interception off a drop pass, 7 Ingram. I mean, he's clearly a problem that offense, many drops. I mean, he's a playing, it, it makes no sense. Robert Tynum clearly deserves that Evan Ingram, I mean, he's a player who, if I honestly was a Giants, I'd try to find a trade partner or even cut him at this point. He's not really helpful at all on this team. He's actually a uh, – what the heck is the word? He um, is – yeah, he's kind of a hazard. He's a, he's a liability, to say the least. He's liability, dam- yeah. uh, Yeah, liability, and he's unable to do his job. He drops open passes. He causes a lot of problems, and that would have been a big problem for the Giants in the playoffs. If you get a reliable tight end or if you have more reliable hands, then the Giants could have done so much more against this Dallas team. The Cowboys wouldn't have got that touchdown. That could have been another touchdown the Giants way. But overall, Giants, great performance, especially defensively. Leonard Williams, who balled out, I mean, three sacks. I believe he was NFC Defensive Player of the Week, if I'm correct. Well, no. sure. yeah, about Leonard Williams, I mean, this is a team who is that's looking pretty good for the future. A few more pieces defensively, and this team's on their way to being a playoff team.
0: Yeah, I mean, Leonard Williams, man, this guy, you know, went from the Jets. He was a bum. And now he's, you know, one of the top, you know, ends in the league. He's going to have big payday. It's kind of crazy. But uh props to him. He's, he's really improved his game this year. And yeah, like you said, Cowboys, just just a disappointing year in general. Um, a lot of injuries. Seems like they put it together, but then, lot, you know, they had their chance, obviously, but wouldn't have mattered. Uh, football team obviously got the win. So maybe it's good for you that you, you got your uh, heartbreak out early in the day. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all we got for that one in terms of other games to talk about here. Um, I mean, I guess we can touch on this Rams game because this was a weird one. Um, yeah. So obviously you have John Wolford, the uh, you know, guy who's never made a, a he's never thrown a snap, taking a snap in the NFL. Comes in, he's making the start. Oh my Cam Akers. I didn't even realize how bad he played. But so you got John Wolford, Kyler Murray, winners in the playoffs, loser, uh, you know, it relies on the Bears. Obviously the Bears lost. So if the Rams lost, they were fine either way, but the Cardinals, not in the playoffs anymore. Kyler Murray gets hurt. Chris Stravler comes in, often didn't move uh, at all. You know, out, bad game, but you know, it was a weird game. John Wolford, you know, props to him. He got the job done. He did what they had to. And the defense uh, for the Rams is, is, is their X factor. This is a very good defensive team. And honest to God, uh, I think their game with Seattle is going to be very close. I, you know, I honestly could go either way with that one. I'm just going to give Seattle the edge just because I think they're better. But I mean, Jalen Ramsey's been playing good. You got all these random safeties. I mean, they've got like John Johnson. I think Troy Hill might play cornerback, but yeah, they got John Johnson. They have Jordan Fuller, the kid out of Ohio state. They got, you know a bunch of these guys that they can throw in there um, that to play safety and it's really good. They got a great, great D line, so really good team. Uh, Cam Akers, I don't know what happened. Twenty-one for thirty-four, that's unacceptable. But um, hopefully they'll get it right this week. But uh, for the Cardinals, tough break. Uh, Kyler, you know he was playing pretty solid, so uh, he came in. You know he's just all over the place after he got hurt. But um, I mean you can't put up zeros in the last three quarters. That's that's the problem here. You you got to be able to find a way to score the football, and, and uh, when you don't do that. Sorry, but you're not going to be winning. So, yeah, tough loss for the Cardinals, but uh, Rams, you know, way to find a way to win.
1: Yeah, great game by the Rams. And this kind of goes back to what I said earlier in my playoff bracket is that kind of inconsistency you saw the problems with schemes in some games. And this is a game where they showed greatness that we've been used to the past few years. And to have a backup quarterback in there, as you said, hasn't thrown a snap in the NFL. And to come out and play as well as he did, not only throwing the ball, but running the ball, he was the team's leading rusher – he just came out, did his job, did what he had to, did what he had to do to win. He took advantage of every opportunity that was there. Uh, the run game really wasn't there, so this game was really all in his hands. He came out and he showed what he had to do. He played out of his mind, to say the least, for a player. In the- <laughs> Really throwing his first NFL pass in a game and then playing great, having a great game. That's exactly what you want to see. And defensively for for the Rams, as you said, they have all these guys. You can just plug and play them anywhere. The corners can play safety. Some of these safeties can play corner, and their D line is just ferocious. You got all these outside linebackers who come down, rush the passer, and then of course you have your man Aaron Donald, who is a monster, of course, to say the least. And we knew coming into this game that would be a problem for the Cardinals. And it did seem like that they were unable to really get the ball going and passing the game and uh, in the running game as well. Kyler Murray, as you said, um, went out early in the game. They had they got their touchdown with him and then the last three quarters unable to do anything, even um, when Kyler didn't eventually come back. And that's, as you said, unacceptable. You can't you can't do that, especially in a game that is clutch as this, where you're trying to make the playoffs and uh, you just come out, come up short of it. But I mean, I'm not really sure where the Cardinals go from here. A team that looks so hot kind of fell off. You raised, you got your draft pick, Isaiah Simmons. He kind of didn't really do anything this year, to say the least. The guy everyone was very, very high on. And uh, this team just kind of fell apart. All the players, even DeAndre Hopkins, who said bad game at the end of the season, he fell off. Like it felt like he didn't really have yeah. a monster game in like what five, six weeks, it felt like. But the Cardinals. They, they fell off. I don't know what happened to them or even how you could fix this. But the Rams, you play great. You just have to keep that coaching and that consistency up, and you get a chance to beat Seattle next
0: week. Yeah, Cardinals, you know, they'll get Chandler Jones back next year. The offensive line is still an issue. Run game's a problem. Kenyon Drake, we saw this year, he's not, he's not the solution there. Chase Edmonds, I don't know if he's the solution either. So, uh, you know, something's got to happen. In terms of getting the ball, maybe they get Trey Sermon or something like that. You know, a guy from Ohio State has been playing very well. You know, you don't have to spend a, a top pick on him, obviously. Maybe snag him in the third round or something like that. But, yeah, Cardinals team disappointing end to their season. Uh, really, really tough way to go out. Um, but, yeah, I think that does it pretty much for all, all the games we really need to talk about. I mean, the Browns we kind of already touched on. I think what we want to touch on, we'll touch on that obviously again. So, we're going to do some discussion. Obviously, we've both already predicted all of these games, but we'll just break them down for you guys a little more. And then we're going to end talking about the national championship game on Monday, the 11th of January. So, we're going to start here Colts, Bills. Obviously, you both took the Bills, Mac, but uh, why don't you just go in depth a little bit on why you think the Bills uh, will be winning this football game?
1: Yeah, I mean, you have Josh Chan, one of the league's leading passers. You have excuse me uh Stefan Diggs leading the league in catches leading the league in yards and that's a deal that's been unable that's been unable to be stopped this entire season no matter who they play Stefan Diggs finds a way to get open and as long as you have a player that could do that every game of the year Stefan Diggs showed no signs of slowing down this entire season getting open against anyone and everyone and really that's the main thing for me in this team in this game if you have a guy that could get open Easy first downs, easy points, and the Colts, a team we haven't been high on, their offense has been too inconsistent to really say that they could keep up with the, Spill, the Spills team. Their offense is too hot, and the Colts, their offense has been too inconsistent. Of course, the player at the beginning of the season looked hot and then kind of fell off and then came back again, and that's Jonathan Taylor, that's a player you're going to have to – utilized a lot in this game, especially considering your passing game with T.Y. Hilton, who struggled for a majority of the season, Michael Pittman, who came along a few games, but hasn't been doing much recently. They haven't been doing much there in their passing game against Tredavious White, uh, excuse me, Uh, Jordan Poy or people like that in the secondary they're going to struggle and they're going to have to run the ball and control the clock and I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do that Jonathan Taylor against the Buffalo Bills elite defense and defensive line is going to struggle and the Bills their offense is just going to keep on clicking keep keep on rolling and they're going to get a win here
0: yeah I mean I mean Obviously, it's against Jacksonville, but, I mean, Jonathan Taylor had 253 rushing yards. I mean, that's crazy when you really think about it. Obviously, 8.4, you know, it's not nothing out of this world, but their run attack with him and uh, Najee Hines, obviously, in the passing game is, is really going to be the key here if this team's going to find a way to win. Uh, you're not going to win with Phillip Rivers throwing the ball, you know, 40 times and, and him just being dominant. That's not going to happen here. Um, his weapons are going to be taken away. Uh, the Bills' secondary is very good. Their D-line is, you know, it's been – uh, not as great this year as it has been in the past, but they still got good linebackers as well. Uh, Matt Milano, uh, Tremaine Edwin, Tremaine Edmonds, and those guys, obviously, secondary is great. So, you know, the Colts are going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to find ways uh, to use the, the, their ground game and their, their different running backs to win this game. That's the only way. And on the flip side, the Bills. I mean, they've got one of the best passing attacks in the league right now, Josh Allen. You know, he's played great. He made Cole Beasley a second team uh, all pro. I mean, that, you know, Cole Beasley is, you know, obviously Mac knows from his, his Cowboys days. He's just an all right receiver. He's kind of there, you know, he's never a star, but this year, you know, he kind of emerged, not as a star, but, um, you know, as was a really solid threat. And obviously they got Diggs, uh, they got John Brown there. They have, you know, the two running backs, Singletary and Zach Moss are, are underrated guys there. So uh, to me, you know, the Bills and you, you have Josh's added, uh, added running ability. I mean, it's going to be a hard, hard offense to stop. Colts have a great defense, no doubt. So, you know, the Colts here, you know, Colts win on the, they win on the, uh, on the line. I mean, on both sides of football, offensive lines, fantastic, defensive lines, fantastic. So uh, you meet in the trenches and, and that's how the Colts are going to have to win here. They're going to have to win in the trenches and they're going to have to dominate in the trenches is what's going to have happen. They're going to have to you know, dominate the bills the line, And you know, they're going to have to make sure that Jonathan Taylor has a lot of running room. So that's how they win this game. But I don't think they're going to be able to dominate it enough to, uh, to edge out Buffalo. So I'm going to take the bills here. Yep. Especially with the with Bills Mafia again in there for the first um, time, sixty seven hundred fans. God, it's going to be loud there, regardless. Oh, yeah. There was even a few. It'd be loud. Yep. Next game on the agenda is going to be the rams Seahawks. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, looking at their previous matchups, Seahawks have won and so have the Rams. So um, it's honestly it should be a really good game. Just looking at the stats from last time, uh, just refreshing the memory. All right. You can't play it all right. All right, Mac. So, obviously, we both took Seattle, but uh, why do you think Seattle has the upper edge here? Obviously, they split, but why do you think Seattle's going to be the the winner of the best of three here?
1: I mean, you're just looking at the Seahawks team, a team that, once they're hot, They normally stay hot for the majority of the time, except that one little blimp in the road that they had in the middle of the season this year. You have Russell Wilson, a quarterback who has a ton of of experience and experience in the playoffs specifically, and that's really the knowledge that is needed to win some of these playoff games just based off the knowledge he has and the experience of reading defenses and how games should be played in the playoffs. That just automatically will elevate this offense to a new level. Then you have your back, Chris Carson, who – you're gonna really need to utilize as a blocker this game. Seattle Seahawks, their offensive line, of course, it's not the best. That's one of the main problems that they've had the past few seasons. You're gonna to have to use uh, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny. They're gonna be have to they're gonna have to be used as blockers to control this Rams front seven, as we talked about before. You have all these guys who are rush passer. You can interchange. That's what's so special about this Rams defense. So you're gonna to have to find a way to use your tight ends and running backs for blocking to win this game. But on the outside, as we said, DK, we think for your excuse me but you could probably agree with me on this but dk he may not have the best games going against jalen jalen ramsey so you're going to have to see a player like tyler lockett who was very hot at the beginning of the season and kind of slowed down he's going to have to emerge and i think this is a team he got to emerge against you have cornerbacks like troy hill a rookie going against a veteran in a uh, tyler lockett that's automatically a mismatch once again in the playoffs these rookies they're not experienced with it they don't know the pressure that they're under and it really will hit them when they're starting to play the game and starting to get in the rhythm rhythm of the game and that's an advantage in place where a receiver specifically like tarlock Lockett would take advantage so i think seattle has the edge offensively and then defensively seattle they're going to struggle this can be a high scoring game a close scoring game but the rams the main reason i didn't pick them, aside from the coaching problems and their consistency is jared goff if he plays, he's still fighting and battling that injury. If he doesn't play, of course, that's obvious. A backup quarterback isn't going to beat the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. But <laughs> the main reason an injured quarterback, an injured Jared Goff, is going to really struggle against this team. You're going to have to run the ball a lot, and I'm not sure if you're going to be able to do that with the inconsistencies of Cam Akers, as we pointed out before.
0: Yeah, I think it's a, it's a tough one. I mean – you know, going to your point about the rookies, I think, you know, the no fans will help in that case. Um, you know, there's not going to be, uh, you know, tens of thousands of fans, you know, screaming and yelling. Sometimes, you know, that can blind you. So I think, you know, Troy Hill, you know, guys like those guys, will, you know, Jordan Fuller will, will be all right. I mean, look at Jordan Fuller. I mean, he's played in, you know, big college football games with Ohio State. So they've got some level of experience. Um, but I still think Tyler Lockett's going to have an advantage. I'm not going to disagree with you there. But to me, Seattle's just... Overall, the better team, uh, I think, you know, Rams offense to me, it's just not it's nothing special. I think um, Jared Goff, you know, he's going to have to he's going to have to have success in the passing game. Uh, Cam Akers is going to have to play well. Uh, but, you know, even if Cam Akers goes off, that's not going to guarantee a win. If Jared Goff has a really good day in the air, uh, that's going to be the key here. The, you, you need to be able to be passing for touchdowns, doing those things. Utilize Cooper Cup more. They they, they don't use Cooper Cup enough. Uh, you know, use Cooper Cup, use Robert Woods. Yeah, Cam Akers involved in the run, game. That's going to be how you win this game. Uh, you, I mean, looking at their past games, they scored what, like nine points and 23 against Seattle. You know, that's not, that's not going to cut it. You know, Seattle's going to be coming out, guns ablazing. and Russell Wilson is going to be ready to go. Uh, they just beat, I believe the Niners in uh, week 17. Yeah. So obviously the Seattle offense has slowed down and, you know, the team is, is, is severely, you know, taking a step back, but Russell Wilson seems to always get it done in the playoffs. So I'm not going to pick against him. Uh, I mean, if the Rams are winning at halftime, it, it pack it up, though. I mean, Sean McVay has, like, never lost when he's leading at half. So, if the Rams are winning at half, can, or, if yeah, if the Rams are winning at half, congratulations, Los Angeles. But otherwise, I, I'm too confident in Seattle here. So, I'm going to go Seahawks. But it could be close. I think it'll be close. And it honestly might be low scoring, honestly. All right, this one we disagree on. Uh, I got a Super Bowl team in this. My Buccaneers, I guess. I'll adapt them for now, which is weird. You know, I'm Jets guy, but for some reason, you know, I'm, I bought in. But, uh, Mac, I'm going to start with you, uh, the home team, football team, your NFC least uh, rivals, I guess you could say now. Um, you talk about the front, front seven, obviously Chase Young, those kind of guys. Chase Young has been playing lights out this past month. He just won NFC Defensive Player of the Month. How, the, how does the football team win this game? And, and maybe,
1: yeah, how does, the football, how does the football team win this game, back? Let's do that. All right. So you're looking where this game is being played. First things first, it's in Washington. They get their home game, and that's big. You're not going to have many fans, but of course, you saw what those fans do. They're loud. They've been loud the past few weeks, and they've been. It kind of seems making a little bit of an impact. I mean, of course, not much with the limited amount, but that's obviously a little bit of a factor and benefit for them there. But you look at Alex Smith. Something that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pointed out: they're not playing that uh, whatever record team. They're playing the four and one football team with Alex Smith. The Alex Smith football team is four and one. They're red hot. You have Antonio Gibson, who this game you're going against a team with stacked linebackers. You got team that can rush the passer with Shaquille Barrett. And that's obviously going to be a struggle. But you have your first team all pro, a right guard, and Brandon Sheriff. And that's a big, big help, just that offensive line in general. And Antonio Gibson, I think, just because of that, not because of that, but their offensive line, they're going to be able to do some things and you're going to be able to utilize him inside and then even outside in the passing game, a few swing passes, and that's how they're going to have to win this game. The Buccaneers, they're a high-scoring team. You're going to have to win with these short passes, and I think that's what the football team will excel at, and especially once you're able to get that ground game going. We know what Terry McLaurin can do on the outside, especially against the Buccaneers, what, they, what he'll be able to do. Play action, once that's established, they're gonna have, Terry McLaurin's going to be red hot, and Logan Thomas, who's been playing fairly well the past few weeks, is going to have a big factor, especially once they get that run game going, which I expect they do. But defensively, this the main thing, as you said, the front seven. That's where I'm all in and what I'm really looking at for this team. Tom Brady, we know. Look at his speed. He's clearly a quarterback. He likes staying in the pocket. And if the Washington football team front seven is able to get a little bit of pressure on him, make him go outside the pocket. He's still great, but does he have that speed to get away from these fast, flashy DNs, defensive tackles and linebackers? No, he doesn't. So a few of those plays, a few uh, game-changing sacks is really going to be the difference in this game. And the football team, they showed they could do it week in and week out. And I'm not doubting them here against the Buccaneers even though it's a playoff game, the Buccaneers, on the other hand, I know they're going to get a, that the football team is going to get abused in the passing game. Of course, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and uh, Antonio Brown, they're going to get abused there. But and Gronk, yeah, Gronk Me as too. well. But that run game and pass rush for the pass rush for the Washington football team is going to win it for them. It's going to be a close game, but uh, I have to. Give it to the seven and nine team. Have have a little fun here because all those losing teams, uh, the two so far, have won their
0: first playoff game, and I I can't root against that. Um. So to your point, I'm just gonna you know just because you know I'm trying to win the argument here. Uh, there will be no fans that they'll play in front of. So that's one you know thing gone. Um. Here's my thing. Washington, they're they're gonna win this game. If they're going to win this game, it's going to be through possession time. That's the only way. You're going to have to keep the ball out of Brady's hands. You're going to have to dominate possession. You're going to have to run the ball effectively because we know Alex Smith. He's going to be, you know, he's not throwing deep passes. He's not doing any of that. You know, he's throwing, you know, short check downs. So like McKissick, Logan Thomas, you know, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson. You have to dominate in the run game. That's going to be the way they win this. And to me with, you know, the Buccaneers, you know, with Devin White, with, uh, you know, two two second-team All-Pros and Devin White and Levante David, those guys are, are elite Shaq Barrett. Like you said, you know, these guys are going to be able to stop the run. I feel like enough to that, but where the Buccaneers have the ball enough and, you know, the Buccaneers offense these past few weeks, I mean, let's just look at it. It's been the best in the NFL. I mean, they're dropping 44, 47, 31, 26, uh, you know, 46, you know, this was the low of their season, but outside of that, I mean, they've been in every game they've, they've played. I mean, they've played good teams and, you know, to me, this team is a, this team has really got a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. I have them in the Super Bowl, but to me, Washington—it's just not going to be on the same level as them. Their front seven's great. I expect them to get some sacks, but I think Brady's going to be cognizant of that. Um, you know, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, back in—I um, forget what year it was—but the year of Super Bowl Fifty uh, when they played the Denver Broncos. Obviously, they lost that game, but you know that was the year where Von Miller was was dominant. He would get the quarterback in you know a matter of seconds. So. Um, We'll see what happens. Brady has struggled against guys like that, like Von Miller. So Chase Young can have that effect. Could be a good day in in Washington, but uh, the offense for Washington is what worries me here. So I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean Tampa Bay. Obviously, like I've said, I think they'll win by ten or so. But um, it could be good. It could. It could either be. I think it could be a close Washington win or a Bucks blowout. I think it'll be one of those two. Probably.
1: Yep, I agree with you there. I Had to choose that close uh, Washington win now. Yeah, no, I, I
0: respect them. Um, so why don't you take the lead for the Sunday games?
1: All right, Sunday games, Baltimore Ravens at Tennessee Titans. First, you know, I'm taking the lead on this one, so I'm going to toss this one over to you first. You had the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens winning. Why do you have them, and why do you think their run game may be more dominant than the Titans?
0: You know, J.K. Dobbins has really hit his stride recently. I mean, just looking at the past few games uh, last week against the Bengals, he had 160 rushing yards, two touchdowns. You go to the Giants game, uh, not—I mean, eleven for seventy-seven. They got Gus Edwards, Lamar's rushing. That's the key here. I mean, this team has finally gotten their run game going, and you know when they do, it's kind of unstoppable. Um, obviously, Tennessee beat them last year in the playoffs. I think it's the Ravens are going to be a motivated team. They're—you know—the Ravens were the favorites last year in the uh, in the AFC. They were fourteen and two, um, I believe, or something like that. Uh, and you know, everyone was like saying they would win, and they got you know humiliated on national television. So I think they're going to be motivated. Uh, they're, you know, they're not, you know, the top dogs in the league anymore. You know, this is a team with chip on the shoulder. Lamar has got to prove that, you know, he can win in the playoffs. And I think he's going to get his first playoff win here. Uh, Tennessee, obviously, the team runs through Derrick Henry. And uh, Baltimore, uh, when these two teams played earlier in the year, didn't do a good job of stopping him. Uh, Derrick Henry had 133 rushing yards. Um, it was a close game, but I think they'll be better prepared from today. They've already faced him once, which is definitely going to help here. But it's going to be a good game. I think Baltimore is just going to ultimately pull it out. Uh, but I mean, it really could go either way. I think Baltimore is just the better team. So that's why I'm leaving Baltimore.
1: Fair points, fair points. I obviously, as I said before, I had the Tennessee Titans winning this. I'm that huge Derek, Fenry, Derek Henry guy. So I, I'm not going to pick against them. I love what Derek Henry has been doing. I mean, this is one of the most dominant seasons you, you'll you ever see by a running back in NFL history or ever again. And it's just amazing to say, I got to say that we were able to see that in person and live through that. But the Titans overall, you're not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry. You may, may be able to slow him down, but there's no way you're stopping Derrick Henry. And that's the main thing about this team no one's really able to stop him he gets shut out in the first half have 20 yards or something like that and he'll bounce back in the second half somehow he's a motivated player and that's a key part of this team and as i said i love it once the tennessee titans get the ground game going then complement the pass to that you have aj brown obviously the star he's been a star the past two years and then Corey davis and this is really the player who i think is gonna be a key factor in this game he broke out this year a guy who was a top five pick a former top five pick and he really didn't come along at all until this year and that's a player gonna have to be looking at uh, a guy who didn't really play well against this team last year, and he's going to have to break out and play well today, uh, today or tomorrow, whenever you guys are seeing this, but the Titans defensively, they are going to struggle. You're going to see the Baltimore Ravens run game, which, as you said, been a lot better. J.K. Thomas has balled out. Uh, Lamar Jackson has kind of figured out what to do, but the Ravens also, as you said, they're coming back. They're motivated to try and get this win, but they are at Tennessee. And, the Titans, they were able to figure it out last year how to stop him. They were able to figure it out at the beginning of the year, how to stop them. And once again, I think they're going to figure out a way to stop him again. I think once the team figures out how to control Lamar Jackson, it's kind of a thing that has seemed to stick. They, continue to control them in future games and Lamar Jackson, I'm not sure how long he'll be able to run against most of these teams in the NFL for. So Titans, they're going to win this game through the run game and control the clock defensively. They're going to struggle, but uh, ultimately I think they'll come out on top.
0: Yeah. I mean, all fair predictions. I think for me, honestly, just thinking about it, Ravens defense, you know, is going to be probably the X factor here. If they can, you know, slow down that Tennessee offense. Tennessee is, you know, they're going to have to do good thing. Last year the Ravens defense didn't slow down Tennessee. That's why the Tennessee Titans won. So Yep. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. So. All
1: right, now we got an NFC matchup also on Sunday, and this is the Chicago Bears. They're going to New Orleans to face the Saints. I'll start this one over with you. It's a pretty easy pick for both of us, I'd say, though.
0: Yeah, uh, it's pretty easy. I mean, the Saints are, like we've said, one of the best teams in the NFC. I've got them in my bracket in the championship uh, game for the NFC. You've got them in this, winning the Super Bowl. So, um, to me, the Bears are just not, you know, 8-8 eight and eight team. They're just all right somehow got their way into the playoffs. But Mitch Trubisky, he's going to have to be near perfect to win this game. He's going to have to be, you know, honestly using his his speed a little more and his, his uh, running ability more than he use, usually does. Uh, we're going to need a big game from David Montgomery if the Bears are going to win this. Alan Robinson is going to have to be playing good. I mean, everything's going to have to go right. Defense, defense, if the defense plays bad, you know, Bears fans should turn the TV off. If, in their first drive, if Drew Brees is just lighting them up. but. Um, I believe Mike Thomas is returning. Kamara should be playing. Uh, Roku and Swift might not be able to play. So if that doesn't even happen, I mean, good night. But the Saints, to me, their offense is just, uh, you know, they can do anything. They've used Taysom Hill so well this year. In the past, they've used him well. But Taysom Hill always comes alive in the playoffs. And, you know, this year we saw extra of Taysom Hill, obviously. He started a bit at QB. And, you know, I think that helped them evaluate even more what they can do with him in their game plan. So uh, look for a Saints to put up a, a good showing here. And the Bears, you know, good year. They made the playoffs, but uh, the future, what will hold? Who will be the quarterback next year? Will they bring back Mitch Trubisky? Only time will tell with them, but uh, success to make the playoffs. But, I mean, we've seen some weird things with the Saints these past few years, you know. So, never count out a team against the Saints. So, I guess the Bears have a chance, but I'm going to lean Saints here.
1: Yep, Saints, of course. And, I mean, I think this will go for any team in the playoffs. And the reason why the other team would beat the Chicago Bears is because of two words, Mitch Trubisky. It's a simple. (laughs) That I mean, a quarterback who had one good season fell off immediately after that, their offense. (laughs) I think you need a Mitch jersey. I think you you need a Mitch jersey for going. No, but this is an offense where you got Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, they're getting wide open. And you can only imagine what an accurate quarterback would do to this offense in this team. This team could easily be one of the best, maybe even the top three, top five Um, team in the NFL if they had a good quarterback but Mr. Biscay and Nick Foles they've been unable to do it either both of them to say um as the way I should put it but they can't hit the wide open receivers and there goes your first downs you're unable to convert against any defense it doesn't matter if a defense is good or not or good or bad if you're unable to hit an open receiver there goes the entire drive it doesn't matter and that's the main thing that's going to cause in this game and you're going to get to a defense that's not bad, they're good and you're going to struggle especially against the elite secondary. This team is going to struggle offensively and the Saints defense could wreck havoc and on the other hand, I'm excited for that Bears defense versus the Saints offense. Maybe we could see Alvin Kamara get shut out and we're going to have to see players like Emmanuel Sanders uh emerge um outside and get some plays made, but overall I think this is just going to be the the Saints defense wrecking the Bears offense and that's how they're going to win this
0: game. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't got too much more to say than that. I think you put it pretty well. Yep, and uh, last game,
1: last wild card game of the week, and it's the Cleveland Browns, your Cleveland Browns. I mean you – know,
0: I've adopted them now. I guess the Jets are just – the Jets have just gone, you know. We'll see what happens with them. You know,
1: yeah, I think you're going to have yeah. to become a, a Browns fan from now on. Those Jets – Maybe.
0: We're
1: going to have to see what yeah. happens this offseason. Maybe we'll see a little bit of change uh, in Griffin over there. But the- – <laughs> At Steelers, of course, I'll let you take the lead on this since you're your new team,
0: I'll put it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I mean, this has a really, really rough chance to be a rough week for Cleveland. Um, you trained your superstar in baseball, Francisco Lindor, to my New York Mets, obviously. He's gone. Cleveland Browns and Ohio State play in the span of two days together in, you know, championship playoff games. Um, if they both lose and you lose Lindor, this might be the worst week in Cleveland sports history. Um, if I'm going to be honest, um, even though, you know, the Browns are in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You're losing in the playoffs and you lose your superstar. So I'm going to pick the Browns though. Um, you know, Juju, once he said, you know, Juju, I've, I've lost my, my respect for Juju. Honestly, he started to piss me off. Um, you know, this guy acts like he's some superstar stud uh, because he played Ninja with the Ninja in Fortnite, like years ago. I mean, come on now. Like, you know, he has fallen off a cliff since Antonio Brown left. And you know he's out here saying, oh, they're the same team as always. A bunch of gray faces. Like, come on, dude. Like, Miles Garrett's a gray face. He's gonna be uh like. If Denzel Ward plays, I don't believe. I don't know if he is, but that would be huge help. Um, you know, it should really, it should really delay the game with you know Stefanski out. I mean, that's 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 a tough blow. Talking about the Browns, you know, briefly with the COVID stuff. You know, they're gonna have a lot of key guys out. Joel Betonio Bit- not gonna be playing. He's huge for them. Uh, you know, I believe he was second-team All-Pro. Uh, First-team All-Pro, though, Jack Conklin's still there, uh, as well as second-teamer Wyatt Teller. Uh, they got J.C. Tretter center and Jedrick Wills on the left. So still a good O-line. And like we said earlier a little bit, Nick Chubb-Cremont is the key. Uh, they got to win through the, the running tech, and I think they will. I think the Steelers' offense also might struggle. I know the Browns didn't put up a great effort last week, but Mason Rudolph also played a very good game. And the Steelers also had all their wideouts playing. So if Mason Rudolph played good, um, you know, as, as about good as Big Ben could probably play, then you know, the offense might be doing the same thing. It's just a matter of the defense. Uh, it's going to be a lot different for the Browns this week. So, I think the Browns will be able to overcome it. I think it'll be a cool story, and I'm kind of picking and just rooting for them to at least get one. So, uh, part of you know my my uh, my hope is that they'll just get one, uh, and then you know Kansas City will treat them to a nice uh, nice awakening. So, uh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to stop talking because I've talked for a lot now. So, yeah, Cleveland Browns are going to win this one.
1: All right, yeah, I have the Cleveland Browns. And honestly, for me, this game, this pick may be more of me hating the Steelers than uh, picking the Browns. <laughs> yeah. But I, I picked the Browns. I'm going to stick with it. comes to fantasy's out, and I think that is a huge loss. I mean, you have to come up with a new game plan. You're going to have to deal with a new coach uh, calling the shots and uh, really controlling the team for this entire week leading up to this game. That's going to be a big problem, a big adjustment for this team. So if they're able to win this game, that just shows how uh, how good this team is at overcoming adversity. I mean – Even just going from the team that they've been the past, whoever how how long it's been to make the playoffs, I think that's one of the biggest things that they've done. And I think that momentum um, and that adversity that they face there is gonna is way more than they're gonna be facing without Kevin Stefanski. So that's not really a big worry for me. But the Browns they they've been playing well. They've been playing well to say the least. And the Steelers they've kind of fell off a cliff since that 11-0 star. They've been one in four ever since then. But they're really going to just have to establish the run game. You're going against Pittsburgh Steelers defense who they're, they're still elite. I still put them in that elite class, even without Bud Dupree yeah. um, over there. And uh, what's his face? Devin, Devin, Devin Bush. Bush. So you lost your two players and that's going to be definitely something the Cleveland Browns are taking advantage of in the run game. Two players that could shoot the gap and play great, uh, play great run defense and the Browns are going to have to take advantage. Some of these games, the Browns have played, the run game has been established and, one of them includes the Jets game just a few weeks ago. Unable to establish the run when that's part of the whole game plan. And if they're unable to do that this week, they're going to struggle without Odell Beckham, even though the Browns have looked much better without him, and they did with <laughs> no Jarvis Landry. He's yeah. going to find a way to get open. Uh, yeah, find a way to get open. You're going uh, to against Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, and then uh, tight ends. I think that's going to be a big part of this game. Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and uh, – um, Oh, Why wow, did I forget his name? That was the guy I liked. In the Harrison day. Bryant.
0: Say that again. Oh yeah, Harrison Bryant. Yeah. So those. I are think three. he might have COVID. I'm not too sure if he's playing. He might be on the COVID IR. I think. Right.
1: Either way, you but still. Either way. Yeah. Either way, you got. So you got two tight ends. Even if he's out, that are studs that could do do it all. Really blocking the ball, get involved, pass in the game. So you're going to be really looking at the running backs and tight ends for this game. The Steelers, their offense. You know what. I really want to curse, but it's like an F them. I I mean Big Ben <laughs> all the wide receivers yeah. after dude, you we're hitting a Corvette on your face after this, after this loss. I mean, it's just bad. Yeah. He had that one guy who goes off every week and then once in a while you get a game where they all go off. Only one guy's gonna probably go off this week. Who knows who it's gonna be? I never can predict that. But the run game is gonna be non existent. I could tell you that with James Conner, you're yeah. not gonna at all. And <laughs> The clock, and that's where the Browns can take advantage, control the clock, run the ball, and uh, that's why I'm going to pick the Cleveland
0: Browns. Yeah, this game's going to be one in the trenches, just you know, that's that's how it's going to be here for both teams. Can the Cleveland Browns, you know, offensive line be the be the be the the, not the defender be the be the dominant one, and and you know, can their D line also be dominant? You know, Olivier Vernon, obviously, out for the year, his time with the Browns probably coming to an end, so you've probably seen his last game in the Browns uniform, but Sheldon Richardson, Miles Garrett, still going to be playing on there, so uh bj goodson's back this week big addition back for them on the linebacking course so we'll see what happens obviously uh you know you know it'll be a weird one without their head coach but now you know we've talked about the playoffs now we're going to talk about the college football championship uh it's going to be a good one i honestly i i don't think we talked about it because when did we film last week i can't remember if we talked about the, the outcome of the games I don't believe we did, right? We didn't, I don't think. I don't think so. So real quick, I'm going to pull those up. Um, And, I mean, wow, we've got a lot to talk about, clearly. Um, Ohio State versus Alabama this week. Obviously, going to be a great game. But, you know, going back here, let's take a trip. And we'll start with Alabama, obviously. Obviously, obviously. Um, You know, just a smart played football game from them is what I would say. Mac Jones, he's great. Um, you know, he won the, uh, I believe it's like the Davy O'Brien Award or something like that for best quarterback. Um, let's see, Davy O'Brien, yeah, let's go. I got to, come on, man, Davy O'Brien. Moore, uh, he's played great all year. He's been a stud. Najee Harris, 15 for 125. That is going to be a problem for Ohio State defense. defend. Devonta Smith, I mean, this guy's ridiculous. Seven for 133, tuddies. I mean, they just all around were were doing their thing. Uh, defensively, they played great uh notre dame just looked outmatched this whole game uh you know everyone knew they really shouldn't you know they were never going to compete in these playoffs they were kind of a team that had to be put in but really shouldn't be but yeah that's kind of all i got alabama you know they didn't try and blow them out they just tried to kind of get the game over with it seemed like
1: yep i agree with you there i mean everything was hidden for them mack you said he's a monster he won that award for best quarterback in the nation 25 for 30 so that's a number you really want to look at aside from running the ball. Uh, I'm a guy who loves controlling the clock. That's what, what I like focusing on. I love the running game. And you're completing all your passes. You're controlling the clock. You're, you're throwing five incompletions. That's that's what you have to do. You're controlling the clock and then running the ball. Najee Harris. I mean, man, and this kid's a beast. This is RBU. Uh, I'm calling it. This is the best team if you want to run it. This is the best team to choose a running back from if you want to have a star in the NFL I don't know if that made sense or not but yeah I mean no, that made sense. star in the NFL I'm excited to see what he has but there you go look down there Devonta Smith your Heisman winner the first wide receiver this century to win the Heisman this kid's a beast I mean and it's pretty funny. I saw a post about this the other day and it was DK Metcalf compared to um, Devonta Smith and their sizes. And that that Defa- Devonta Smith was the one who to win the Heisman just looking at their body size. <laughs> pretty funny to see that. But it's crazy seeing them um, in the NFL together next year. But this is a great game by Alabama. Notre Dame, unable to get really anything going this game. Just played slow. Defensively, couldn't do much. Offensively, couldn't really do much either. I see Ian Book threw an interception. I mean, you, you throw an interception against Alabama, and I think even one interception is going to call it a game. Alabama's going to <laughs> on that. – you're going to go down right away. And Alabama's just going to keep scoring. So, overall, great game by Alabama. They, put, they play great, and they're going to play another great
0: game this week versus Ohio State. Yeah. And now – on the uh, the other side of this, awesome. what a shocker, man! Ohio State blows out the Clemson Tigers, forty nine to twenty eight. Justin Fields with the best performance in his college career, career easily twenty two for twenty eight, three hundred eighty five yards, six passing touchdowns, one interception. Uh, even had forty two rushing yards. Obviously, took that massive, massive hit from James Scalzi, um, uh-huh. who was director for targeting. Kind of, you know, a lot of calls in this game were. Uh, really interesting that it was uh, it was kind of similar to some of the calls that screwed Ohio State over last year. Uh, the targeting and then the fumble as well. These were the right calls that had to be made. But it was interesting to see them come back up and actually be made right this time. So that was interesting. But I'm going to start here. The Buckeyes really, really looked good. And, you know, the key here, Travis Etienne was a non-factor. 10 carries, 32 yards. If you look in the, the championship game last year, I mean, Travis Etienne was a, a monster in terms of, um, I don't know if it'll come up. I don't think it will. So unfortunately, I can't pull up that right now. But Travis Etienne was a monster in the passing game, and you see here, like 464 was, he was okay. They couldn't stop Cornell Powell. I believe Sean Wade was on him, or he was on Amari Rogers. Sean Wade is yeah, terrible, but Trevor Lawrence, you know, overall number one pick, I really was not impressed with what he what he threw out there. Um, you know, Ohio State put the pressure on, and you know, one thing I could just notice, I think the casual fan could watch this, is that you know under pressure he, he kind of panics he, he, he overthrows the ball he overthrew multiple times uh in this game uh, in terms of when he's under pressure uh sure you could say he's you know throwing it out but you got to be able to handle the pressure and uh you know obviously had two turnovers fumbled the ball multiple times you know they recovered it once i believe so bad game from trevor lawrence i don't understand it oh because he had that really like weird one so but i mean Screw that. Let's talk about Ohio State here. 31 for 193 from Trey Sermon. this guy is a beast. Me and Mac talked about it. Uh, This guy has got NFL talent. You know, you just look at the size of him, the speed, the quickness, um, you know, his strength. You know, he's got everything you want. You know, kind of a mini Zeke on the low. He's kind of got that same build, maybe even more dominant. I mean, he's really, really coming to form these past few days. And, you know, Chris Olave, uh, getting him back was huge. You know, the deep ball was functioning well. Six for 132, two touchdowns. And the tight ends, they use the tight end super well. Jeremy Ruckert and Luke Farrell, those guys. You know they, Ohio State has not really used the tight ends too much this season. And to see those two guys, mine for three touchdowns. They ran some really great plays. I mean that one where uh, Fields was running you know, to his left and he you know stops, pivots, and throws to Rucker over the middle. Great play there. Set up obviously the deep ball was was near perfect for Ohio State. And yeah, I mean I don't got too too much more than that. Way to control the run game from them. End of the quarterback, Jonathan Cooper. Uh, and Haskell Garrett, two studs right there on the D-line. Um, and yeah, that's kind of all I got uh on this game. Yeah. Yep,
1: I agree with everything you said there. Clemson, as you said, as you said, the casual fan. I mean, I noticed that about Trevor Lawrence under pressure, but yeah, he did not look great under pressure, and that's gonna be something he's going having problems problems with in the NFL. Um, and honestly, I don't know why this just made me think of, I mean, is there a chance if Justin Fields, balls out the national championship game, wins it, and just blows up the combine. Does he somehow take over that number one spot for some reason? Um, for the Jaguars, if they hire Urban Meyer or Ryan Day somehow, uh, that that's something to look at. But Trevor Lawrence, he played eh, this game, put up the numbers you want to see, but as you said, under pressure, not that great. But the main thing.
0: A little also, misleading, too, with the fumbles, too. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah had a few of those, a few fumbles, not not the best, not what you want to see. And that's kind of something we saw with Carson Wentz and specifically against my cat, Um that one week. I mean, just – Trevor's the next Carson. I kind of just drop, <laughs> drop against not really – they're just – Pointless and dumb fumbles. So I'll just say that to put that out there, to say the least. And then Travis Etienne, as you said, this kid is normally a monster. He had a sh- historic season last year. This year, kind of fell off a little bit in this game. He was a non-factor. What you need to see from Ohio State's defense, that's what you loved, of course. Uh, Ohio State defense in the passing game, they struggle. They really do. You saw the 400 yards, of course. So, and then Travis Etienne, that's you had to stop one of them, and then chose Travis Etienne. It worked offensively um, for the Buckeyes. That's where the magic happened. Justin Fields, six touchdowns, one interception. But that's not what I'm really looking at. I'm looking at that monster, Trey Sermon, in the backfield. This kid, I'm telling you, he's going to be a mid-round pick, and whoever is getting him is getting an absolute star. This kid is going to be a beast in the NFL. And I like that little Zeke comparison. He kind of reminds me of that burst year, um, excuse me, rookie year Zeke. And uh, that's what I'm seeing from Trey Sermon right now. So he's going to be a monster in the NFL. I'm excited to see what he has. But this is what? The second game straight where he's put up, yeah, 190-plus, it's, it's just absolutely crazy how he's putting up this in the playoffs against Clemson, who's a very good team and uh, normally a pretty good defense as well. But the main thing I'm looking at here is that effect of Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was not – excuse me, Chris Olave was not playing against Northwestern uh, the previous week, and that was a problem. Garrett Wilson could not handle that number one spot, but Chris Olave came back this week, and uh, that's when things started to click for this team and yeah I'm not sure how I'm, how I'm trying to put this but Garrett Wilson he's not a number one receiver I'll put it that way Chris Olave is kind of the star of this offense in the passing game and Justin Fields I, I said I think he has a chance if he plays well this week and uh if all the things all the right things fall into place he could somehow end up being the number one pick of the Jaguars uh that's kind of the main thing I'm looking at he didn't have a number one receiver nor- versus Northwestern and he struggled this week but uh, excuse me two weeks ago and then this week he gets his number one receiver and he balls out so he has to go to a place where in the nfl that has a number one receiver where he could strive and have a reliable target but trey sermon i don't even know where i'm going right now but <laughs>
0: you're going back to trey sermon you're like oh i love this guy so uh, yeah
1: this, <laughs> he's a monster i'm falling in love with him I, even as a captain, <laughs> let's just get trey sermon please like i don't care any team just just watch this kid he's a monster you're gonna want him that's all i'm saying Ohio State just played great out of their, out of this world.
0: Yeah. I mean, I sort of Chris Lave's been on this team for like six years now. I mean, he's always he's been he's been prevalent uh ever since he he came in, but we're gonna talk Buckeyes Clemson or oh, <laughs> Alabama Crimson, I should say. Um I'll start here, honestly. Before we go into our game predictions, you know, we'll break down the game and then we'll see who we think is gonna win. It's going to be a rough one for Ohio State. This Alabama offense has been moving the ball really well. It's not—it's a lot better than Clemson's offense, regardless of what you want to say. Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris—they uh, got to stop Najee Harris. That's got to be step one. If he breaks out, the game's over because you know the passing attack's going to be there. You know the Ohio State secondary has struggled this year immensely. Uh, you know last year they had Jeff Okuda, Damon Arnett, Jordan Fuller. They lost all those guys. They were just left with Sean Wade, and you know that's 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 hurt them this year. So Alabama is going to dominate the passing attack. If they get Jalen Waddle, I, you know, he's a game time decision. I, I read right now, but Ohio State is going to be in some serious trouble if Jalen Waddle comes back for this game. Him and Devonta Smith. I mean, with Najee Harris, I mean, you could probably wrap, wrap give them the trophy. I would say honestly, I would not feel confident in Ohio State if if, if Jalen Waddle is playing. I mean, those are two first round superstar speedy receivers that you know Ohio State is going to struggle immensely against. On the flip side of this game. Ohio State—they're going to win through the trenches like they did against Clemson. The D-line got to show up. They got to put a lot of pressure on Mac Jones. Uh, obviously, Alabama's got a great O-line. You know, uh, they've got you know kids like Alex Leatherwood on there. Um, you know, a bunch of other dudes who are, who are studs and forgotten their names. But uh, Ohio state Haskell Garrett, Jonathan Cooper—those guys are going to have to dominate. Uh, you know, Pete Werner's got to play good again. Tough Borland's going to play good. Uh, offensively, they got to keep it going. They got to have a similar performance. Uh, you know, Trey Sermon—if Trey Sermon plays bad, they won't win. I'll say that right now. Trey Sermon has to play good for this team to win and win against Alabama. I mean, that's, you're going to have to, you're going to have to run the the ball well. That's that. That's just, you know, they've done a great job of doing it in these past two weeks. Alabama, we'll see if they're ready for, uh, for, for Trey Sermon. And, you know, if he gets shut down, you know, there's too many, for me in this one, Ohio State is going to have to put a near perfect performance to win this game. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, You know, Clemson, I was not as sold on them, but Alabama has beat a lot of good teams. I mean, just look at the schedule of these guys. I mean, they've played Texas A&M. They blew out. They blew out Georgia. Uh, Auburn's never an easy game. LSU, you know, all right season. They beat Florida. They beat Notre Dame. I mean, these guys have played great all season. Obviously, Ohio State has probably beat the better team uh, out of teams they've played with Clemson. So you got to go there. But for me, for Ohio State to win this game, Justin Fields is going to have to put up a fantastic performance. Chris Sermon's going to have to play really good, and uh, you're going to have to find a way to slow down that, that passing attack and get pressure on the quarterback. Yep, well
1: said everything. You just hit everything right the And the end. To start off, I'm just going to say that Jalen Waddle news. He's in Buckeyes. I mean, it's almost for sure that they, they're going to have almost yeah. no chance. It's to be like a 0.1% chance to win this game if Jalen Waddle comes in. But the main thing with the Buckeyes, you're looking at a player like Sean Wade. You have him outside. That's not what <laughs> – so you're misusing one of your star defensive players. He's good as a slot corner. That's where he was a star, and that's where he was projected to be a top pick uh, last year before he got moved to the outside spot. So he's more of a liability out there than than anything. He's more of a liability. Yeah. <laughs> he's, so he's so
0: bad out there.
1: I think this is a game you really got to consider putting him in, in, in the slot where, where he was successful. I mean, although he won't be there guarding a Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith, he's going to be there guarding a guy where he has success. Maybe he can get a turnover there. But – that's, that's kind of the main thing I'm seeing with this Buckeyes team. You're misusing some of these corners. You're putting them in the wrong spots, wrong situations to have success. But this can be a game for the Ohio State Buckeyes. They're going to have to play exactly like they did last week. You have to stop the run because, you know for sure, that pass game is going to be explosive. You're going against an even better passing attack. So you stop Najee Harris, and that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to let the passing game just attack you, just beat you. It's going to happen. You're not going to be able to change that unless you – Maybe move Sean Wade inside, but that's highly unlikely that the Buckeyes are going to do that. And then offensively, the Buckeyes are just going to have to do exactly what they did last week. Again, Trey Sermon, I love the kid. You're going to have to control the clock. I'm going to control the clock guy once again. I'm going to keep saying that over and over. And uh, if he has another game like that, and then just compliment him and Justin Fields together and go off, that's exactly what they're going to have to do. Ohio State plays exactly like they did last week. And Alabama, I don't even know what to say about this team. They are great. Their passing attack is too good. Their running game is too good. Their defense is very good as well. But that Jalen Waddle is going to put them on top if he plays. Otherwise, the Buckeyes, I'd say they have a fairly good shot at beating the Crimson Tide. But Waddle's in. There's almost no chance.
0: Yeah. So, talking predictions here, I mean, what, what, what's yours for this game? Who do you think is going to win this game?
1: You know what? As a Buckeyes fan, if Waddle is out – I'll give it to the Buckeyes. If Waddle is in, I'll give it to the Crimson Tide. So, yeah, there's one prediction. It's going to go either way. It all depends on Jalen Waddle.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think if Waddle's in, this is, you know, it's unfortunate, but the offense would be near unstoppable for Alabama. Um, And too many things, you know, even without Jalen Waddle, too many things have to go right for Ohio State. Uh, It's going to be a really tough game for them. Uh, You know, the, it's 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 hard because you know I'm gonna take the Ohio State Buckeyes if Jalen Waddle does not play but I have a feeling he might honestly play just because you know he's practiced and I feel like if he wants to you know have one more game with Alabama it may as well be the championship game maybe he will he might be on a limit but still I mean if you can just use him for a bit goodness gracious Ohio State's gonna be in trouble but if Waddle does not play I'm gonna take the Buckeyes I'm gonna say Trey Sermon gets it going Fields has a good game and they're gonna, I think they have to stop Najee Harris. If they cannot stop Najee Harris, they're screwed because you know Devonta Smith is is there no one on that team can guard Devonta Smith. So uh it's gonna be a rough one. It's gonna be a good one. Um, you know, Alabama obviously the big favorites here, but uh hopefully the game, I think it should be on. You know, they've talked about having some COVID issues, but uh that's what we got there. Uh if Waddle does not play, we'll both pick the Buckeyes, although it's gonna be a tough one for them. But if Waddle plays congratulations to the Crimson Tide. They're going to be the champions. So. Might as well crown them before the game. Um, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well not even watch, yeah. Um, well, that's all I got. I don't know if you got anything else you want to talk about this week or, uh, or if you want to wrap this up. But yep. uh, I guess can... I could
1: wrap this up. Uh, and then hopefully next week we'll add in some NBA, some other stuff. Yeah. More- uh, but everyone, as always, it's a pleasure doing this for you guys. We thank you all so much for watching. Please make sure to follow us on our social medias. Our Instagrams are mac.rommel. Griffin's Instagram is uh,
0: Griffin Senek.
1: And our podcast Instagram is outside the arena podcast. Also, please go to go subscribe to our new YouTube channel. It's called OTA Clips. Uh, we're starting over there. Something new, more shorter clips, more fun clips. So you don't have to watch this entire thing. Breaking news, all, all that kind of good stuff is gonna be over there. Just having more fun with friends, enjoying ourselves. So if you guys want to go see some more fun things, please go check that out. Please go like, subscribe, and comment on some of those video guys. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Stay safe and enjoy a Wild Card Weekend.